millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hello and welcome to the Roper Report podcast in association with Sunderland Community Soup Kitchen. My name is Rich Spate and I'm joined down the line to discuss Sunderland's 4-0 defeat away at Pompey by Gav Henderson. How are you, Gav? I'm all right, mate, yeah. I'm a little bit better than I was on Saturday afternoon, but uh, yeah, good. Yeah, well, I'm a little bit better, although I have just watched the women get beat 2-1, so I'm not feeling too too good I have to say it, but we're also joined, we're delighted to be joined this afternoon by Matty Robson, uh, the ex-Hartlepool United and Carlisle United footballer, Sunderland fan and uh, all-round nice guy. How are you this afternoon, Matt? I'm very well. You know, it's been a an up-and-down weekend, but yeah, I'm, I'm all right, still smiling. Yeah, yeah, you were telling us just before we recorded you were playing Sunday League this morning. I was, towering centre-half uh, this morning, um, <laughs> five foot nine, Colossus at the back. Um, but no, I still enjoy putting my boots on and, uh, and having a run around. How, how'd you get on? What was the scoreline? 6-1, I think. 6-1 win. That's yeah, not so was, bad, is it? it? Steady away. Do you, ne- do you never fancy just flying forward? Because obviously that was your I game. I do. Oh, I do. Yeah. <laughs> I, do. <laughs> I, I often venture out and think, oh, here we go, Beckenbauer. But then I realise I'm not as quick as I was. And I think, oh, it's a, it's a long way back. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I, I, you only do it maybe once or twice a game. Oh, wait. Uh, there's no better way to put a terrible performance by your club to bed than, than getting out on the pitch yourself. So we're going to have to go through that game, as painful as it's going to be. Um, should we get the conditions out of the way first? So we're not, not getting... Uh, not, yeah, why not, yeah. Not getting stuck on that like the ball was getting stuck on the pitch yesterday. I guess, Matt, that you've played in uh, similar conditions yourself in the past. I have. I've, I've played in it all. You know, blown, blown gale, um, torrential rain. I think I even played in a... In a snowstorm once at, at Port Vale, um, where the the pitch just got absolutely covered. But yeah, you, you're expected as a pro. You know, it's yeah. you, you can't always have a, a nice, glorious, sunny afternoon, and you've got to adapt to the conditions. And when I saw the saw the uh, conditions down there, yes, I immediately I thought it's going to be a battle. Aye, and it, and it, and it's one that we lost. You know, and 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 down we lost. They adapted to the conditions better. They they played to the conditions better, and ultimately, I think. The first half left us a mountain to climb. It was never going to be mountable after the second half. Yeah, I mean, it it was... I mean, it, it ruined what could have been a good game of football. You know, on paper, it looked like it might be, you know, a, a really entertaining, attractive game. But Gav, I mean, we we just, like Matt said, we just didn't, didn't adapt. We tried to play our game, but our game wasn't possible to play on that pitch. 
Um, mm. But that said, I mean, let's let's turn to the goals because I mean that is all that happened in the game. There was very few chances other than the ones that went in. I mean, they scored two goals to begin with that weren't affected by the weather. That were no. actually nice passing, flowing moves, particularly. The first one you've had a close look at uh, some some of those goals. What what yeah. did you what did you think went wrong for Sunderland, uh, uh, particularly on the first one? Well, obviously the the one two down the the right hand side, or it absolutely batters Winchester and Dejaku and mm. Dejaku in particular, and that goal was pretty disappointing because he just jogs back, and I know as a winger you sort of uh, well see as a winger a lot of a lot of wingers sort of expect the midfielder and the right back to cover them in that situation. But mm-hmm. I think as a team player, you've got to graft, especially when you've been absolutely done by a one-two, you've got to graft your, your arse off to get back and work hard, and he didn't. Uh, so Winchester and him both got a little bit overwhelmed in that situation. And then as a result, we were totally on the back foot. It put everyone to pot. And the only player that I noticed that was really attempting to track Harness, the goal scorer, was O'Neill, who was probably about 20 yards yeah. away. So he yeah. was never going to catch him. And by the time he realises that Harness is free and probably going to get on the ball, it's far too late. There's a there's a huge gap in the middle of the pitch, which was really concerning because normally your, your holding midfield player would be sat in that in that position waiting for, for the late runners. I guess Harness yeah. in that situation, that's all he was. I mean, Serkin's closest to the ball. He does nothing wrong. He's actually came across from left-back to try and block the shot. And I'm not really sure that the goalkeeper's really to blame either. He's he sort of left stranded. It got a nick, didn't it? It got a little nick yeah, off Serkin's Yeah, field, I, I, I mean, so. I, I'm disappointed mainly with Luke O'Neill and Evans in that particular situation as well. Because where are they? You know what I mean? Yeah. Where where are they? Where's, who, who's, who's sitting in front of the back four um, mopping up? And, you know... We it's, there's a number of errors in that situation. Bailey Wright gets dragged across to try and cover for Winchester, which leaves the gap and the score from it. And you know sometimes sometimes when that happens in a game, you get away with it. They don't get the shot away. But I think because Harness is such a good player, we we've given far too much space, and it's poor to be fair. Poor we we we've expected better from these players, particularly particularly um from our midfield players. And I just think I think that's. One of the big sore points from the game for me is that we we started so poorly and we were sloppy. Yeah, I mean, I think I uh, I was saying on Twitter just before that that I thought Luke on nine was um, was kind of bossing it. He was all over. He was making those covering tackles. He was looking like the kind of defensive midfielder that he's been this this season. But Harness got clear, didn't he, Matt? He's a, he's a decent footballer, not somebody you want to give that much time on the ball, is he? No, I mean, you know. He's not a player that we haven't come up against. We know his exactly. he's, he's, he's qualities, we know his abilities and in and around them areas to find little pockets, which what we did, I think, on, on Tuesday night as well, finding players in pockets, they become a danger. Um, once they've played the one-two, you're a man over. Um, so it effectively shifts the whole dynamic of the team. You end up covering across, gaps are created. That's where the goal, goals come from. Um, but you, you mentioned, obviously, that they were playing football, but they were doing it in the right areas. Yeah. Tuesday night, yes, we've created a, a fantastic identity um, of the way some of them are playing. And, and it's an absolute joy to watch, don't get me wrong. But in them conditions, it, it wasn't a time or a place to do. Sort of trying to get out of tight corners in your own half. It was a case of, right... Lads, let, let's put it up the field, let's turn it and try and get the balls on the second knockdown and play in their half. I think it, at times we got caught in our own, I guess, the way we've been playing. We got we got stuck in it and think that's going to be the way we have to play. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Our experienced pro should have gone, listen, this is not going to work. 
we need everyone squeeze it. I'm just going to turn them. And it, 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 it's not pretty, but it, it may have been effective. Their goals came from high up in our half. Uh, in their final third, our, we, we got caught a bit too much trying to play out of our back four, which ultimately cost us. But um, yeah, like you say, they've got players that Sunderland have come up against. We know the qualities, we know the strengths, and ultimately we, we got outdone. Do you think when Lee Johnson saw the conditions before the game, do you think he could have maybe changed the team? Because I think the team he put out was picked, obviously, the night before, before we realised how bad it was. And yeah. I wonder whether he might have, with hindsight, have just changed things up slightly. Because you've just said you were you were bang on. I think you, you've got to play differently in them situations. And we, mm-hmm. we didn't really line up in a way where I would say we've actually tried to counteract the, the conditions. No. Um, yeah, like you say, whether whether he's named the team on on the Saturday morning on the Friday night, you would think he's probably named it on the Friday night. Um, it 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 has been no no you you do certain things in training where you know you, you know what's happening. If he's done it in advance, then fair play. But like you say, coming into Saturday, and it is it a case of am I going to have to sort of take one on myself and change the whole team and change the dynamic of the team? <laughs> Does it come across as a negative for the for the lads who he's who what he was up at the start of of course, but at the manager that that's what you you pay to do you make you pay to make these tough calls. Um, did he get it wrong? Obviously, he he did on the day, but you know he he's backed himself. He's backed the lads who have rewarded sort of us with some fantastic uh, positive play. He, he's give them a go. Ultimately, it it didn't work out. So it's it's a case of right. Let us let, regroup now. When free weekend next week, and I'm I'm sure that the lads who are around the the team will be sort of putting it to bed. They've you know the, it's one game. Uh, yeah. You can't you, yeah. you can't be uh can't be dwelling on it, and you just got to move on. Um, there's, there's there's enough positive that that have happened that have far outshone the negatives this season. So it's it's a case of put that one to bed. Let let's move on. Totally. Yeah. Well, let's move on a little bit through the game. Their second goal. Uh, although they worked it really well once they got the ball. Gav, you disagree with what Danny Collins was saying on the commentary in that uh, you thought Luke on 9 was, was fouled by Harness, yeah, wasn't I, it? I think quite obviously fouled as well. I don't know whether maybe in hindsight Danny might have changed his opinion once he's seen it slowed down a bit, but um, 100% fouled. I think O'Neill gets his toe to the ball and he changes the ball direction. And um, I think it's Ronan Curtis steps on him and, and fouls right. him. Um, and Curtis sort of buys it a bit as well, and I think that's maybe why the ref doesn't give the foul, but you can quite, and it's difficult in real time, I know referees have a hard enough job, but um, you can see O'Neill gets his foot to the ball first, and it's a foul all day. I mean, if you're going to break the goal down itself, regardless of the fact you did get fouled, they scored. Yeah. So yeah. Um, everyone's still got to do their job. Harness picks up the loose ball, he fires it in, and to be honest, what Bailey Wright's doing, I've got absolutely no idea. He's... He, he, the ball comes into Marquis with his back to Bailey Wright and he goes to ground, which just buys Marquis two or three yards of space. Very clever, to be fair. He back heels it into the path of um, Lee Brown. Good finish. Mm. And I can understand why Tom Flanagan's fuming when they, when they score because I think the defending from Wright was poor. I think Winchester and Evans both getting drawn to the ball at the same time um, is poor because that means that Brown is then in the box totally free there's not yeah. one of them should go at the ball one of them should just sit in and, and expect something else to happen um, and he's waiting there unmarked and he scores but to be fair <laughs> the goal should never have happened because for me blatant foul on O'Neill and the refs missed the shocker there like I say I know I know these things in real time are different and we've had to slow it down a bit to see it but he's right in front of it and he should see the foul 
Yeah, do you agree, Matt? It was uh, um, yeah, a bit unlucky yeah, on that one? I, I, I think it was. But like like you said, you know, this phase is a play after that. That yeah, you know, yeah. you've, you've still got it. You've still got to do things right. It it may have been a free kick, but you know, it wasn't given. So it, the the old game, you play to the whistle. So yeah. this phase is a play where we've ultimately got it wrong. After that, and again, you know, it's you say Marcus is a clever player, but you know, you go to the ground and give him sort of three yards. It's you know, you basically offering him offering him a free pass, really. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, it's it's two 0 and then already you're thinking, oh, it's it it it's tough. Especially in the conditions, they've got their backs up, and it's uh, yeah, it, it was a tough one to take. Like you say, I think it may have been a foul. Like you say, from then on, the the Rastal phase of the play where we we could have kept it out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for after that, maybe if the weather hadn't intervened, we might have got back into the game. But as it was, the rain came down. They they got a free kick on their left, our right, mm-hmm. um, played the ball. I mean, it was it was a, a really dangerous ball in. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. You've got to, you you've got to give them credit, haven't you? To be yeah, fair, it's a good ball. Yeah. And you know they've they've taken their opportunities. I'm not. I still haven't watched it back about five times. Still not sure if it was Circan or Marcus that got the got the touch there. But whoever got it sends it past um, Hoffman. Who, it doesn't really stand a chance. And from that point on, it was it was a real it was a dead game. And also yeah. from that point on, there was absolutely no chance that it was going to get called off because you're not going to call a game off at three <laughs> nil. No. So yeah, and we went in at half time, having not really created anything other than a, a free kick from um, from Luke nine that was just over the bar. Came out in the second half, looked a little bit better for for a short time, not much. Um, having taken um, Embleton off, looked like we might have had some chance to get back in it, but that. That was that was pretty quickly snuffed out by a classic John Marcus school, really. I mean, that's 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 what he's on the pitch to do. That's what he's been kind of doing against us for th- for three years yeah. or so. Um, Marty, that 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 was a a proper striker's goal, wasn't it? Follow, following in his own header. It is, yeah. It's just striker's instinct, you know. It it he's 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 got the got the first header. I think he's, Hoffman's made a, a fantastic save. But as any good striker should do, you you're going to follow in and. Um, yeah, he, he's done it a number of times against us. It, it's frustrating, but like I said, it it it's good striking play. Um, following and um, again, obviously, I know Hoffman will be will be will be, be raging with his defenders not following him, but it's it, it's one of them. He's got the first header and he, he's all he's going forward anyway. So he, his body movements taking him forward and four 0 and then you think from there, it, it it's damage control. It's it's right that that's it. Let's shut up shop because it it could have got sort of it could have got worse. Um, so it's yeah, yeah, shut up shop after that. I mean, you would have shut up shot after three, but um, that that's by the by. <laughs> Can I just add on that for both goals? To be fair, I think the marking was poor. Um, I know we went past that a bit, but the third one, if you watch it back, Corey Evans is that's his man. Marcus is his man. Marcus sort of drops back, goes forward, comes back again, gets around the the side, which. Brings him to the front of the pack, and like you say, I don't know whether he actually got a touch on it or not. Evans is sort of lost at that point because he's lost mm. his man, and he's like, "Oh, where do I stand?" And yeah, yeah, the score from it. I mean, it's a combination of a good ball and a and a good bit of movement from him. But then the the last one that was when the pitch really done us because Winchester actually wins the ball. He's he, it drops yeah. on a puddle. There's two players either side of him. He battles hard. He wins it. He toe punts it away, but it just gets stuck again in the water. And um, it goes straight to Joe Morell. Morell puts a really good ball in. And I think if we're being picky, and I think we should be, regardless of the fact he's, I know he's just turned 18 or whatever, but uh, 
Marcus is actually round the back of Doyle. He, you know, central defender. He should be able to see where his man is, so he can yeah. he can handle him. Um, good forward. I guess the experienced striker got the better hand, better of it there, and he gets round the back of Doyle, wins that first header. But it, I think as a centre half, you you should be doing better there. Really, I think I think Marcus shouldn't be in a position where he can get round the back of a defender and still be on side as well. Yeah. Of course. The, to be fair, Hoffman as well, it's a cracking save, isn't it, that he makes, reaction mm-hmm. save. But with the pitch being as wet as it is, it wasn't going to go much further than a yard or two and he's following no. it in and he scored. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we again, another one where we should be doing better, to be honest. But I think if out of all of them, that is the one where the weather's done us big style because I think Winchester, on, an, on, an, on a dry day, on a dry pitch, that ball probably goes another 20 yards, but it doesn't. It just stops yeah. dead and, yeah, we're made to pay for it. Yeah, we certainly were, and and it was it was a bad day at the office. It was you know only the second game we've lost this season, and um, we've had some Twitter questions, and I think uh, it was a really good Twitter question from our Malk Doug Deal, and it's it's to you, Matt, and it's like he's asking if if you were part of a team that was on the kind of roll that we've been on, the kind of run that we've been on, how would you expect the coach and his staff to react regarding like preparation and execution of the next game? Is it just a matter of putting it behind you or like what Tom Flanagan said in his post-match comments was actually it's not about forgetting it, it's about remembering it and yeah. and learning from it? Yeah, ab- absolutely. It, it's one of them where the coach journey home would have been horrible, would have been deadly. You know, it, it, there'll have been a lot of reflection uh, taking place on it and it will continue over the next couple of days um, over the weekend it ruins a weekend but once Monday if they, if they train on Monday whether they've got the, the day off you know they, they've they, they've had a, a lot of games uh, squeezed in so they might sort of get an extended sort of break fans may look at that and think oh they, they've been beat 4-0 but you know it, it, it's been a tough slog and, and they've put a lot of effort in I think Barnsley on the radio was saying the other day a couple of players look jaded he's probably right um, you know there's, there's been a lot of effort in but as soon as it, your boots hit the ground on, on Tuesday that's it. It's gone. You know, the, yeah. you move forward. You, you will have time to to sort of reflect and analyze. There will be still elements of that moving forward, but it, the next game is coming around. That's what we're preparing for, and it's the mindset that I'm sure Johnson will have getting into the into the lads there. They've been playing with fantastic confidence, a bit of freedom, so he'll be thinking, look, we we don't need to dwell on this. Sort of after the weekend, we now need to focus again, regroup. And we'll pick ourselves up again. Yeah, totally. I mean, and the, all they have to do, you know, to pick themselves up again is look at that league table. We're still joint top. I think we're, yeah. you know, we're second place on goal difference. We've we're in a really fantastic position that you would have taken at the start yeah. of the season. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. And, with, and don't forget, Rich, with a game in hand over Aye. pretty much everyone below us. Yeah, so. it's not going to be a season where you're going to go through it and. You know, steamroll every team. The league is a tough league. Teams will be fighting tooth and nail to to get out. You know, yes, and we are a scalp. We're not going to coast through this league this season, but we've put ourselves or we started fantastically well to give us that platform. Yeah. To build on, platforms are going to get knocked down, but it's about how how quickly you can rebuild it and go on another run. Um, and certainly the squad is is more than capable enough to do that. Absolutely. Um, it's it it I guess. The senior lads in the squad have got to get around the younger boys as well because it would have been a tough loss to take four 0 Don't get me wrong, um, and it, it's how how quickly they can galvanise them again and, and go forward. Yeah, absolutely. And we've got we've got another game coming up pretty quick. We've got it on Tuesday. It's in the 
in the uh, in the trophy, Gav, and all the indications from the post match comments from both Flanagan and Johnson were that it'll be changed up and there'll be a lot of a lot of young kids playing yeah. on in that game. Who would you be making sure that they got some some game time and uh, was able to kind of you know get get over that result? And who are you going to be hoping that gets some uh, some time sat uh, on the bench with their feet up? To be fair, I feel a little bit sorry for, in particular for Huggins. I thought he was brilliant against mm. uh, Cheltenham and for him to get dropped was probably harsh. So he'll play and I think he'll probably play right back actually. But he needs to, in that game, show Johnson why he was wrong not to, not to keep him in the team. Um, similarly, I think uh, Dan Neal, although he, he's been a little bit quiet in the last couple of games, but another player who probably feels like he did, he's done enough since the start of the season... To, to get more minutes than he than he has in the last couple. Pritchard, I think he has to come to the yeah. table at some point. He was our big signing in the summer. You know, he's he's come mm-hmm. he's come from a pretty decent background. He was deemed worth eleven million pounds, what, three years ago. And at some point he has to come to the table. I mean at the minute he's been kept out of the team by Embleton, but Embleton to be fair, I think's been poor in the last few games. So that position to me, especially with uh with Broadhead being out for a fortnight and um, McGeady having a knock, there's a position up for grabs there now. Someone has to take it. DeJato came off in the game at the weekend. O'Brien started the last few and actually lasted the full full ninety minutes. But is another player who I think we know enough about at the. He's you know he has, we're not getting any shocks from Aidan O'Brien to be fair. I think no. that hat he scored is a bit of an anomaly. So. Yeah, I think there's a bunch there that need to play. I think Fred Alves deserves to start. He's came here and not really got off the ground at all, and that's nothing nothing to do with him. I think it's just there's been players ahead of him. Um, but Bailey Wright was better against Cheltenham, played very well. Crap at the weekend, and to be fair, crap before that. So there's a spot there if it's open. If there's a, if there's a central defensive position now open, it's it's a direct shootout between Alves and Doyle, and I think although Doyle. It's probably going to be preferred. Alves deserves a chance to show, show why he should play. And Ellis Taylor is another one. You know, we've, we've, we're seeing a lot of change on the wings at the minute, and he's one that's not really been factored in. No, he's only a young boy, but he's he's in every squad at the minute, and he's getting on the bench. So I, I, I suppose he's probably going to start, isn't he? Um, so there's there's a lot to factor in. Like I, I hope I hope he gives Will Harris a chance as well, because that hat trick. I don't know if you saw it, Matt. That hat trick he scored yeah. for the twenty threes. I mean. That looked like a on the other side of the pitch was a Wolves striker who Wolves had paid forty million pounds for, and it looked like he was the forty million pound player yeah. on the pitch and not the other guy. So I think he, if you if you're talking about kids taking that chance in the twenty threes, he's the one this season because I saw him against Norwich earlier in the season at the Stadium of Light and he ran the show then as well. He scored twice. He was like he was like Ross Stewart playing a twenty threes game, big yeah. imposing, put his cell about, good finishes, good in the air. Great first touch, so I think it's a great opportunity to to really mix it up and give people a proper chance to show why they should be in the team the following the following game. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'd agree. I, I mean, you touch there, Pritchard. Like you say, I think he he needs to to sort of like you say come to, come to the table. Um, he needs to to sort of step up. The, he has got ability. He's a very very good player. Alves, yep, yeah, I I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, he needs to run Huggins. Poor. I mean, after after watching Tuesday, I mean, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have envied being Lee Johnson trying to make that 
called for Saturday. Arguably man the match, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I mean, I, I'd have give a broadhead because um, I thought it was absolutely tremendous. Yeah, um, yeah. He, he got in, in, in some fantastic pockets, such a clever player, always on the move, um, just caused problems all night. Um, and it, it, it was a shame that, obviously, he, he, he took a knock. So, like you say, there's, there's opportunities there now uh, to be had um, after a couple of sort of quiet performances. Um, uh, shocked me on on Saturday um, how quiet he was. And uh, going back to the game Saturday, it... it sort of confused me with someone of his ability who can take corners both feet. He's a good set-piece taker while your nine was on the free kicks. Um, mm-hmm. Whether that whether that was a, a decision before game, whether um, he, he didn't sort of feel he had the, the sort of authority to say, look, I've got this. I, I, I don't know. But yeah, there's, there's definitely opportunities there for, for, for changes to be made. I mean, ideally, um, you know, you would like to sort of take Stuart out the firing line. The, the guy's absolutely graft his socks off Week in, week out, puts a shift in, and you need sort of, I guess, a bit of cover, uh, to to sort of give him a bit of a break, because otherwise it, it'll burn himself out. Um, so yeah, the, the, there's an opportunity there for for some people to to sort of stake a claim, put a few um thoughts into Johnson's head, um, uh, for the for the sort of league game following up after that. But yeah, it it it's also a fantastic opportunity to to sort of forget the weekend really as well. Yeah, totally. I mean, I know Johnson's not prioritizing this competition, the trophy. It's a Trophy you've won in the past. It has, yeah. So I, I wanted to kind of pick your brains on on what you think of, of the trophy overall as a competition for a club like Sunderland, which obviously, you know, we've, we've not really been in it until yeah. the last few years. And then, you know, uh, you know, your perennial League One, League Two clubs and the kind of the difference in the approach that a team like Lincoln City might take and, mm-hmm. a, team like, and a team like Sunderland might take on... On Tuesday, Lincoln will be seeing it maybe slightly different, do you think? Yeah, I, I think so. I think over the past couple of years as well, and it's been highlighted, our, our longevity in, in, in cup runs, has it hampered us? Possibly. Did we have the squad size? Possibly not. Um, so it may have hampered us towards um, the tail end of the season, catching up on games. This season, will you look at it differently? Obviously, the main focus is, is get out of this league and the platform that they've given themselves is is, is, is there. It's it's shown that that is the focus this year. So, do they sort of take a step back from the from the cup competitions? Possibly. The, the lads in the dressing room will tell you a cup win is a cup win. You know, it's it's an opportunity to uh, to play at Wembley. But is is there a bigger picture elsewhere? And possibly in, in, in the two clubs, probably may look at this competition a little differently if they decide look the league is where we want to be then that, that that's it you know we, we've got to fully support that but it, it is an opportunity to get your hands on some silverware and it's it, it, it's a good cup yes obviously Sunderland being a Sun fan we shouldn't be playing this cup but but where we are yeah we are you know so for me I'll, I'll be saying I, I, I want to win this because you, you, we're not going to win the FA Cup this year you know it's highly unlikely we're going to win whatever it's called is I don't even know what the, the other cup's called now. Yeah, the Carabao, Worthington's Cup, whatever it's called. Um, but you know, it's it, it is an opportunity to get your hands on some some silverware. Should they decide it, it it's not the other that they want to focus on, and then so be it. But you know, you you've then got to to see the approach of the league is is we've got to start sort of opening the, them gaps when when the opportunity comes. I'm just looking, Rich, at the. Uh... The group, because I didn't realise that obviously we haven't played yet, and oh, everyone yeah. else has played twice. <laughs> so, so Lincoln are top of the group. They've won both their games, so they only really need to beat us to go through. Mm. 
So, I don't know, do the top two qualify? I think they do, don't they? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so they might already be through, which obviously impacts on how they're probably going to approach mm. a game, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, Man United, under-23s, have won a game. Both Lincoln and Man U have beat Bradford. So Bradford are bottom. To assure their place, I guess they're going to need to win because we haven't played yet. So that's another thing to factor in, isn't it? Like, yeah. Are they going to put a strong team out just to make sure they go through? Or, to the contrary, are they going to put a crap team out and think, well, we're already through? So... How you know what's the point? I think from my perspective, like I, I just think he's got to use it as an opportunity to give give the younger players yeah. as much time on the pitch in kind of men's football as possible. I actually, I'd I'd be interested to see if he gives Denver Hume some minutes. I was, was going to say that. Did he not say last week that he'll start in this game? I think he did. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, th- yeah. I think that that'll that'll be one key thing for everyone to look out for is how Denver reacts to being re- reintroduced back into the starting eleven, or albeit mm-hmm. in in the trophy, how he fits in with you know the the new philosophy because he's not played under Johnson when Johnson's been playing his style of style of football and hopefully the weather will improve although it hasn't been improving it hasn't been improving today if it was anything if, if what we saw in Bristol uh, is anything to go by uh, in the last game that was affected in much the same way and hopefully uh, the pitch the, the pitch on on Tuesday will hold up and we will be able to play some football um, I think it's uh, personally yeah I mean I'm with Johnson on the fact that the trophy in particular is something that you know. If if we end up getting knocked out or we go through the round, get knocked out in the, in the in the knockout stages, it's not going to be a big tragedy. Or I'm I'm always excited by the League Cup. Actually, the Coca Cola Cup. Cause I remember it when I was a kid. Um, <laughs> and I think actually in that that's that's an opportunity for us to test ourselves against better teams in higher mm. divisions and actually give give us a lot of confidence because I do think we've taken a lot of confidence from those games that we've played. So I think yeah. each co- each competition's got its own merits and we've got, you know, everyone's saying we've got two starting 11s. We've obviously got a League Cup 11. We've got a League 11 and I think we're probably going to have a, a mix of 23s and first mm-hmm. teamers in, in the in the trophy as well. So it's it's interesting. Um, one, one thing that came up in the post-match pod that I, was, I wanted to get both your perspectives on was the fact that we're going in the international break. Um, some people have said, you know, they want to get it out their system. You, you know, you'd want to get it out of your system. But is there, a, is there a, a, a school of thought that says, you know, maybe it's better that some lads go off to their international sides, they're under, you know, their age group teams or their, their senior international teams. Other lads have some time on the pitch to, uh, on the training pitch to reflect and that it's almost like a, a, a bit of a nice reset for us, Matty. I don't know. I don't know if if you had games cancelled for international call ups and stuff, and what that did to to your squads when you were playing in League One. I don't. I don't think I sort of had obviously the the teams that we were playing in, but obviously certainly the teams that we played against um, in the league who did sort of carry um, international players, being the likes of you know Southampton and um, mm. Portsmouth uh, when we were at that level. Um, so yeah, it. I suppose, yeah, the reset button is brilliant. You know, get everyone refreshed. I guess the the, the caveat to these international games is: can you get everyone back full health? That that yeah. is that is that is the only thing. Or do you come back carrying injuries, and then it it, it kind of puts a negative on it to think, oh, actually, you know, we've gone up different ways. We can refresh, but if we bring injuries back, it's 
it sort of brings a bit of a sort of a, a negative coming back and it's like oh, no we didn't we didn't need that but yeah totally i think um you know these lads going away they'll be days off had through the week where they'll spend time with with families and you know fully refresh but i think definitely there there will be still sort of hard work put in there um like you say it, it it's been proven that you know that the fitness that they have shown in games where they've lasted um when that when the sort of backs are being against it the the fitness has shown they they've been resilient they've been strong but also when they when they have actually gone and sort of beat teams they they've kept going they've got that fitness so it's not a case of like we're not going to do anything for a week they they will be putting the hard yards in making sure that levels are maintained and then you know that they, everyone's ready to to sort of put the hat in the ring for for selection for the next league game yeah um gav the a problem all or something that happens all the way through the season, isn't it? If you know, if you've got Tom Flanagan, Corey Evans, possibly Carl Winchester going off to Northern Ireland, you got the the chance of Ross Stewart being called up for Scotland. Um, you got the 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 English and Welsh lads at the age group levels, and possibly you know if if Broadhead gets back and gets playing, he'll maybe in line for a senior call up for Wales as well. This is gonna this is gonna happen every time there's an international round of fixtures we are in the middle yeah. of qualifying we've got to be slightly concerned about that problem we've had in previous seasons of being you know maybe in third place with games in hand and getting to a stage of the season where we've it's you know three games in 10 days every week for for you know for for months on end do you see that yeah. as, a, as a big issue not really because i think we've we recruited these players with knowing that we knew Dennis Serkin was going to play for England. We knew Huggins would play for Wales. We knew Callum Doyle would play for England. Um, you know, so it, it's to be expected during the season, isn't it? I just think the one difference we've made this season is we've recruited very well and we've built the squad out with a lot of players. So when those situations, we are eventually going to come across a time where we're playing three games a week for like four or five weeks on end or whatever. Um, we're going to be prepared for it because we're going to have the squad for it. I think at the minute you're not seeing the the squad tested to its limits anywhere near. Mm. We're actually we're just sat like what five minutes ago talking about how many players we can bring in. Yeah. Midweek, so at the minute it's a luxury that we've got so many players and like you say Huggins getting dropped after playing so well just shows. And then you're on about Denver Hume coming in, who's another player at left back. It's like, yeah, we at the minute we can cope with with anything. Um, more injuries are going to come along. January will come along as well, though. That's the other thing. Hopefully we keep the squad together, but we'll probably recruit as well. So I think I think they're not daft. They're going to know that this is on the, the horizon. The main thing for me is just keeping everybody happy and keeping everyone sharp because um, you don't want to be in a situation where like Ross Stewart goes down injured or gets called up by Scotland or whatever and something happens and then you're in a bad position. I would like to see us now, I know it's difficult with Broadhead being out, but I would like to see us sort of give these players proper opportunities and... And then for to con for them to continue taking it to be fair, like every time somebody's came in, pretty much, um, came in cold and haven't haven't really had many starts. They've jumped straight in and they've been they've been impressive. So, I, I guess that's just a that's going to be a test of of Lee Johnson's managerial credentials because he's got to keep people happy somehow and he's doing it well at the minute. Um, but obviously it's still quite early in the season, isn't it? So, I'm I'm pretty confident to be fair we're going to be all right. <laughs> I think in previous seasons when we haven't had the squad for it, it's been a real concern. But this year, there's no concern for me. Like I say, unless we get some major injuries that we can't cope with. But 
you, you, you can't you can't do anything about that. It's like yeah. that things like that happen. You can't legislate for it. You've just yeah. got to be prepared that when you do get an injury to a Stuart, God forbid, that the next man lined up is just as good or as as fresh and ready, which hopefully is going to be Broadhead. So, no, yeah. I'm, I'm I'm pretty content. I do I do think that the the Ross Stewart getting injured is going to be the big test of this squad. Um, but do you do you Matt do you, do you share Gav's confidence that we're going to have enough this season? This is this is a question we have had on Twitter as well. Is is what you think about our chances overall? Given you know you, you've been you've played in that league and you know you, you know football from a from the side of the pitch that we don't. Do you, do you think we've really got enough this time? Yeah, obviously, you know, I'm a Sunderland fan, and yeah. it, it, for me, of course we have. But, you know, if, if I wasn't, I set myself aside. You look at it and the recruitment that's happened, you look at the, the games, obviously, forget the weekend, the games gone by, you think, yeah, they've got it right. They've recruited well, they've, they've got young, hungry lads, and they've got a good balance of experienced players there, but they've also got in reserve as well so yeah I, I do think we I do think we have enough and uh, Gav touched upon there you know lads coming in fresh and playing well you know they've been sat on the sidelines and, and, and watching that. I want a bit of that what what have I got to do to get in they can't like go into a game and sort of just, just hope goes well they've absolutely give everything they've got you know Huggins the other night so tough for him not to be uh, selected on Saturday um, Broadhead again came in and, and, and sort of lit it up for me so everyone even who want wants to be on the field, you know, so they're going to be ready. Like I said, they, they're, they're keeping them ready. I'm sure throughout the week, they'll be keeping everyone on the toes. There'll be no sort of hints at, at, at selection that'll be kept till sort of Friday afternoon after training or, or Saturday morning. So ev- everyone wants to be part of the squad at the moment. Everyone wants to be on the on the first 11. So yeah, I, th- I think we're in good shape. Like I said, we, we're not going to go through the season and, and, and not sort of hit a bump in the road. You know, we've been in this league three years. It, it it is tough, but I certainly think there will be a, a reaction. And I think overall, I think we've got enough in the squad to be okay. Yeah, that's a nice positive place. I think to leave to leave this <laughs> this review of uh, of of Saturday and look forward to Tuesday. You know, we can't be too despondent. We are where we are, and we're in a really really good place. We've got loads coming up on Rot Report. Um, as ever this week, we've also got the uh, weekly Lasses pod uh, live on Twitter that I'll be hosting from eight till nine. So um, listening to that if this drops before then and plenty more content, even though we've got an in- international break over the next week. So thanks everyone for listening. Thanks, Matty, for your time. And thanks, Gav, as well. Thank you very much. Cheers, Rich. Cheers, Cheers Gav. Dara. we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80 percent less than similar brands they have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at 50 dollars, luxurious italian leather bags and so much more plus quince only works with factories that use safe ethical and responsible manufacturing get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with quince go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365 day returns when you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. 
Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.